Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen. And today we are back with 32 Teams in 32 Days, episode number seven, The Pittsburgh Steelers. If you guys missed yesterday's show, feel free to go check it out. We covered the Baltimore Ravens, and the day before we covered the Cincinnati Bengals. So we're making our way through the AFC North, um, and then finishing things off tomorrow with the Cleveland Browns. Pittsburgh Steelers, a very interesting team. Nonetheless, you know, they got lots of talent, especially on the defense and offensive sides. Um, Great wide receivers, old quarterback, um, you name it, they probably got it. So without further ado, let's hop right into the podcast. If you guys are new to 32 teams in 32 days, I will briefly run down what the podcast or the series is about. The first thing I'll do in this podcast is go over my three key players. Um, That will lead us to our first trivia question slash outbreak of the podcast. When we come back from break, um, I'll have my two key draft picks as well as offseason moves. Um, that's going to be free agent signings or trades. So basically offseason additions, I should say, not offseason moves. That will lead us to our second and final trivia question slash break the podcast. And then the three keys to success as well as my predictions for the upcoming year. First key player I have is TJ Watt. I think TJ Watt, one of the better linebackers in the NFL, um, brother of JJ Watt. So, you know, got some connection there. Um, but entering his fifth NFL season, he's really been a force the last couple of years. Rookie year made an impact, but really the last three have been really stellar. Over 13 sacks in the last three years, including 15 sacks last year. Tackles are up too, so great uh, interior linebacker. He's going to come on the solo blitzes a lot um, and disrupt the backfield. Um, whoever he's going up against, he can pretty much get through the offensive line. He's v- very um, quick as a linebacker and very built as well. So. Very solid player there. One of the key leaders on that defensive team. One of the main reasons why their defense has been so good. Um, When you have a guy that's getting 15 sacks a year, which is almost a sack a game, you're going to have a a stellar defense. I mean, look at the Rams have a stellar defense. The Ravens have a stellar defense. They each have guys that get 15 sacks a year. So, you know, this is the linebacker position is very big um, for a defense. You know, stopping the run, stopping the pass, you know, you name it. They're important for it. So really like TJ Watt there. Second key player I have is Minka Fitzpatrick staying on the defensive side. He's also entering his fifth NFL season, his fourth, or sorry, third with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Minka, one of the better safeties um, in the league, had a career high last year in tackles with 79, also had four picks and one touchdown. So he's going to be able to tackle as well as intercept the ball with a good amount of interceptions for a safety. Um, definitely can see his numbers going up a little bit more as his career progresses. And I really think he fits well in that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. You know, Mike Tomlin's staff emphasizes the defensive uh, football or the defensive side of things. And Minka has done everything that they've asked since trading him for a first round pick, I believe, uh, with the Miami Dolphins. So Minka, definitely tons of talent there in uh, Pittsburgh. Going to have an impact alongside JJ, or not JJ Watt, TJ Watt, um, rather. TJ Watt, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, two of the better players at their position on one defense side of the football. That's very hard to stop and very good um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Moving on, my third and final key player, it's none other than Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, entering his like 5,000th season. I think it's his 18th, honestly. Um, been a Steeler his whole career, won a Super Bowl. Um, so he's pretty much done it all. You know, as of late, he's dealt with some injuries, dealt with some arm injuries. Um, you know, 2019, he only played one game or maybe two games, I believe. Um, I know that because I drafted him as my fantasy quarterback. That worked out well. Last year, honestly, pretty solid year for the year, um, or I should say the age that he's at. 
He's hit 5,000 yards um, in his career for a season, um, 2018. He had a 96.5 rating, 34 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. So looking at his stats mainly, um, the one thing that he could limit a little bit more is the turnovers. Um, you see these 34 touchdowns, 16 turnovers, 28 touchdowns, 14 turnovers, 29, 13, 21, 16. So really, I feel like it's hit or miss. You know, you want a quarterback that's going to throw a good amount of touchdowns, but you also want a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over and throw interceptions. It's just not a good thing if you do that. Um, so having the touchdowns to interception ratio be a lot smaller uh, is definitely better. For example, 2020, 33 touchdowns, 10 intercep uh, interceptions. That's better. Um, that's about every three touchdowns you throw an interception. So a little bit better than every two for one. So needs to work on that. Has got tons of options this year, so there can't be any excuses for not having options or whatever. You got Smith-Schuster. You got Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Najee Harris out of the backfield. Eric Ebron, you know, you have all these weapons, probably the best wide receiver core, one of the best in the NFL, to go along with the best defense in the NFL, in my opinion, and also a very good offensive line. So there's really no room for complaining or no room for error. Um, he is getting older, though. Um, I feel like every year going into it, I thought he was going to retire, and he hasn't yet. Um, so maybe this year will be his last year in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform, or even in an NFL uniform. But it all depends on uh, how he's able to hold up, you know, coming off that shoulder injury in 2019, has dealt with some injuries prior. So, you know, overall, kind of a ticking time bomb, but hopefully he's able to produce um, as good as he would like to for the Steelers offense. And that's going to lead us to our first trivia question slash break the podcast. Sticking with Big Ben, the question is, Big Ben is entering his blank NFL season. Big Ben is entering his blank NFL season. The answer when we come back here on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, Big Ben is entering his blank NFL season. The correct answer is 18th. So, you know, very, very, very cool. Um, a lot of quarterbacks don't survive that long unless you're Tom Brady. Um, you know, it's, it's very hard because, especially in this day and age, quarterbacks are getting hit left and right. So to be able to play 18 NFL seasons, I definitely think is a big accomplishment. Moving on to the second portion of the podcast here, I'm going to go over my two key draft picks as well as offseason moves that I like from the Steelers this year. So the first one um, that I really liked was um, Najee Harris in the first round to the Steelers. Now, Najee Harris I had as my number two running back going into the draft this year. Really like Najee Harris. He comes from a great school in the University of Alabama. Um, honestly, Ben created like a school podcast for his final last year. And he did it on Najee Harris. So, um, you know, if you really want to know more about Najee Harris, you can go uh, check out that podcast. But I'll give you a brief rundown. So very good running back kind of coming out of Alabama. Again, he's not going to have the eye-popping numbers you see out of a running back. He's not the fastest running back, um, but he's very big, strong. He's going to fight through tacklers um, and get the extra yards. A great player comparison that I like to Najee Harris is uh, Derrick Henry, both coming from the University of Alabama. Um, a great school, obviously, and having the same kind of running scheme, learning how to run the football, things like that. So I definitely can see Najee Harris being a main running back for a team. It could be for the Steelers as well. You lost James Conner uh, to the Cardinals, which is not necessarily the worst thing in the world because James Conner has dealt with some injuries um, throughout his career. So you lose James Conner. You still got other options such as McFarland that you can run in the backfield, Benny Snell. Um, but Najee Harris kind of fits into that mix, kind of a younger group of running backs. 
Um, I think Najee Harris will make an impact in the first season. I'm not so sure if he's going to run for 40 rushes in his first game, but I think over time throughout the season, um, they definitely will look to Najee more. Um, and I think he'll definitely have an impact and be that lead running back role by at least mid-season mid -season, and then maybe towards the end of the season. You don't know for sure. But I really like Najee Harris. I think he's going to be a solid player for the Steelers this year. I'm just very excited to see um, what's going to go on. And I think it was a great decision by the Steelers to go out and get a guy like him. The second one I like was Trey Norwood, cornerback from the University of Oklahoma. Normally, I don't pick defensive players from the Big 12 because the Big 12 isn't really known for defensive players um, or even defense. They A lot of times, their scores are like 70 to 60. It's ridiculous. It's not even football. Um, but Trey Norwood, one of the main defensive players, not only on that Oklahoma defense, but also in the Big 12. Um, Trey Norwood um, won a national championship, knows how to play in the primetime games. Um, one of the better cornerbacks, especially in the pass coverage game, which again, I've mentioned previously with these teams, it's very important um, in the AFC North with teams trying to throw the football. So very good in the pass catching game. Running game could be a little bit better, um, but he's tall, he's skinny, he's ready to uh, run. And that sounded like the worst combination of words I could have ever put. But nonetheless, he's a great defender. And I think it was a steal by the uh, Steelers to get him in the seventh round. I had him in the sixth round. Um, so I guess maybe it could have been a little bit higher. But if you drafted a guy like him in the seventh round, I thought he would have gotten in the sixth round. Definitely is a steal by them. Melvin Ingram, edge um, from the Chargers. This is my first free agent signing I liked. Ingram, one of the better defensive linebackers, again, joining uh, forces with TJ Watt. He is entering his 10th NFL season, I believe. Um, again, he's had some years where he's really um, shown what he's capable of. Both in 2017 and 2015, he sacked for 10 and a half. Um, 2019 and 18, he had seven. Didn't really play in 2020. Um, so there's definitely still some momentum there. This is a great move by the Steelers to go out and even bolster that defense even more, um, especially at the linebacker position. Not like they needed another linebacker, but now you got two ferocious linebackers that you got to deal with if you're going up against the Steelers. You know, nobody wants to deal with them. Nobody wants to have anything to do with them. Yet you're going to have to because you're facing, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that defense continues to get better and better year in and year out. Not only is their defense very solid, their offense is very solid too. So really, really good improvement by the Steelers to go out and get another addition, a longtime Charger too, in Melvin Ingram. And the second one I liked was Tri Turner, right guard from the Chargers again. You lost Alejandro Villanueva. Now, yes, he's a tackle, but Tri Turner, very solid lineman from the Chargers as well. Um, Chargers had a pretty good offensive line, so you're getting some experience there. I think he's going to fit well with Mike Tomlin's team. Um, he's good at run blocking and pass blocking. Um, he's going to create the holes at that guard position for little dives or um, 0-1 traps or whatever the situation is where you're running in between the guards, even between the guard and the tackle. He's going to create the holes. One of the more underrated linemen. Nobody really talks about him in this day and age. So very solid and very good steal by the Steelers to go out and get a guy like him. That's going to lead us to our second and final trivia question of the podcast. And the question is, what stadium do the Pittsburgh Steelers play in? What sta stadium do the Pittsburgh Steelers play in? The answer when we come back here only on The Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. Before the break, I asked the question, what stadium do the Pittsburgh Steelers play in? If you are a Steelers fan and did not get this uh, question correctly, that's sad. It's Heinz Field, um, one of the more noticeable and rememberable stadiums in the NFL. So I'm going to go over my three keys to success. The first key to success I have 
is the wide receivers stop dancing. Um, you know, last year, Juju was dancing on logos. Juju, Claypool were doing TikToks in the locker room. Just stop dancing. Cut it out. I mean, for the love of God, people, you're playing the NFL. You're not Addison Ray or Charlie Miller. I'm just playing. Keep dancing. It makes it 10 times more fun. Um, I wouldn't dance on other people's logos, though, because that definitely um, sets a fire for other teams. Um, but I had to put this on here for a key to success just for fun because, you know, the Steelers are known for their dancing. Um, not even good dancing, but just dancing in general. The second key to success I have is a defensive stellar. Um, adding a couple studs as well. The defense needs to continue to do what it needs to be doing. Um, the Steelers defense is definitely carried for some, some time. Um, when Big Ben was hurt um, and they had Mason Rudolph at quarterback and then they didn't for a little bit because Garrett got mad and threw his helmet at him, um, the defense kept them in the games. The defense is very solid. I've gone over some of their key players, and there is even some more players that I haven't even talked about just because I don't have time to. Um, so their defense, I think, is probably top two in the league. Um, you know, I put it up again up there with the Ravens. Uh, has a good D. Bills have a good D. So a um, lot of good D. Um, that did not sound right. A lot of good defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers and defensive players. They got to keep up the pace. Now, obviously, the offense will produce as long as Big Ben stays healthy. Um, the running backs do what they need to do. The wide receivers do what they need to do. But um, as the defense can keep the um, offense off the field and give the Steelers offense more time to set up their offense and take their time and feel more comfortable compared to feeling more rushed or whatever, whatever it is, you know, it definitely will help them out. Not only um, win more games, but even have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I've always said and will continue to say that defense wins championships because defense can score. Okay, they can get pick sixes, fumble sixes. They can put the offense in the best position possible. But the offense can never score for the defense. And the offense can put the defense in a horrible situation. So defense wins championships. I'd rather 25,000 times have a better defense than have a better offense. Especially in the NFL, too. Because so you have a good defense, you can maybe take away and get some work on the offense. You've seen it happen with the Bears, for example. The Bears are a great example. They don't have a good offense. But they have a stellar defense and they've won games and literally have made the playoffs because of their defense. And I think that will continue to be the same. It's also important to have good defense in the AFC North because there's a lot of passers. Um, there's some former MVPs and Lamar Jackson. Um, Joe Burrow may be a perennial MVP. Baker Mayfield maybe as well. So a lot of offensive power, firepower definitely can be stopped by the D. Finally, Big Ben needs to show his worth. Um, I don't know when the end of Big Ben's career will happen. But it definitely this year will dictate that, in my opinion. I think they re-signed him for this year. Um, he might have more years after this. I don't think there is. I could be wrong, but I don't think they signed him for more years after this. Now, could they potentially after the season if he's still producing? Yeah, absolutely. But if he wants to continue playing, he's got to step it up this year. You have all the tools needed to win the Super Bowl all the weapons and a great overall team. Um, and I feel like it would get better um, towards the trade deadline or as the season goes on, tons of moves there. So really there's no point to not be successful. Now granted you are 50 years old, but uh, Big Ben definitely needs to show his worth if he wants to continue playing uh, in the National Football League. That is gonna, oh, sorry, my predictions, forgot. Second place, uh, 12 and four record, um, finishing second in the division. Like I said, I think the Steelers are gonna have a great year. Um, I just have the Ravens with the 14-2 record. Um, I think the Ravens will take two from the Steelers this year, uh, which will definitely impact the Steelers season. But still, 12-4 record, being probably the number one team uh, in the wild card, probably
probably face a uh, team that's not as good, kind of like the uh, football team was last year. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, another episode of 32 Teams in 32 Days. I hope you guys did enjoy it. Um, you know, I really would have liked to have Ben on this show because Ben is a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but unfortunately he wasn't able to. So, you know, still solo riding it till I die. If you guys are enjoying the series, please let me know. Tweet out at the truth as one. Um, and also, if you have any future podcast suggestions, tweet out the truth as one or hashtag the truth as one, and I'll read them and potentially will become a new podcast idea um, eventually. Right now, I'm not doing any new podcasts because I got to do my 32 teams in 32 days series, a couple of fantasy podcasts, fatty, or fantasy keys and uh, do's or do's and don'ts, um, which you guys will see in the future. I'm moving to college tomorrow, so kind of recording these in advance. So hope you guys do enjoy it. If you guys do, let me know. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And I'll talk to you guys in the next one. As always, take care.